goes against uh, production of books, notebooks, and all all that entails to uh, a school to give it to a school. It definitely affects them. So now that the COVID nineteen has come to stay for some few months, that we are fighting, battling it out. It has let the business gone down because we can't manufacture. The pandemic came at a very bad time. Nana Kweku tells me, the month of May is usually when production is at its peak. Now there's nothing to do, nobody to produce for. Or if you manufacture now, why are you going to sell it? Before this thing were, uh, happened, we have already done a lot of books to the market where we haven't gotten our money. So even to raise capital to buy material to start business now is a big problem for us now. That's what we are thinking of. How to even get money to start the business when this epidemic is over? Even where to get the money to start afresh is the problem. Because when you go to the market, they will tell you you haven't sell your books. So you can't even go. If you go for them, what are you going to do with it? So definitely it means you have to get new money to start another production. So as we speak, the effect is very huge. Most of the factories have been shut for weeks and equipment already gathering dust. Besides the huge investments they've made in equipment, their other headache is to pay hundreds of workers they have employed. They are the boys we normally work with every year. So we save money to let to keep them going. Because this thing is, let's say, by a month or two, it will be over. So assume you don't pay them and then you let them go. When it's over, who is going to help you? So we, we, we don't pay them fully, but at least we give them something to keep them also going. Because they know what is going on now. We are not manufacturing, we are not selling. But at least we have to help ourselves. We meet ourselves halfway. So that's what we have been doing. We have been helping them halfway. Just to keep them going till the uh, pandemic is over. So for now, we don't pay full salary to them. We are meeting them halfway. Just for them to survive. For how long this can be sustained, Nanakweku can't tell. What is obvious, they need support to survive this period. We've heard that they are, uh, they've got, they brought in some uh, measures that they are going to have their small-scale industries. I heard it on the radio and then on the TV. And they are here to launch it. So that's what we are also praying that will be factored into it. That uh, if there's any helping hand, they should also turn back and see those who work with the schools because other factories are since the uh, lockdown has been lifted other factories are, are working but since we work with the school direct we cannot work because schools are not open so when you do the books why are you going to sell it so if financial support will come we are begging the government to also put us into consideration how we are going to be able to stand on our feet again because now we are down <laughs> Now, though, with nothing much to do, the bookbinders are meeting to strategize the way forward. The whole thing is a nightmare, I must be honest, a nightmare. So we, we are pleading to the government that if you come into our aid, when this small-scale uh, loan is being introduced, they should also turn back to us and help us more, at least to cushion us, so we can stand on it. If nothing comes at all, it will be very difficult for us to work. Because I can tell you for a fact, somebody captures 1,000 Ghana, Somebody has 2,000 Ghana. The person has been in the house for two months now. You can imagine what has become of that money. It's gone. So you need something to start again. So it's like we are really down. Down as long as the schools are closed.
And you can watch the full episode of the Joy Business Van at 5 p.m. on Business Live on the Joy News channel. And it's proudly supported by Echo Bank. And that's it for today. My name is Amelie Josu. Up next is the Ignition with Sami Fawcett. Please have your attention for this announcement. Asuna Abusya Penny Kofi Owusu Nana Ojo Kwating Gwantuahing of Agona Swedro Openi Kweku Tete Former MCE of Agona Swedro Abusya Penny Kwa Insefo Openi Hackman Openi Kofi Akon Ado Ochia Minsunkwa Oswipi Kofi Nyame Openi Kofi Jesse, Dr. J.C. K. Hayfron, Abusunyapeni of Odomna Dennis Families of Accra, Mrs. Comfort Engman, Marcy, Mrs. Rose Clement, Ernest Abikwe, Elder George Kweku Abikwe, Head Pastor of Global Dominion Charismatic Center, and the entire Asuna family regrets to announce the sudden death of their beloved. Pastor Peter Cole Abiu Aqua, which sudden death occurred on Sunday, the 2nd of August, 2020. Funeral arrangements are as follows. There will be no way keeping. Filing past takes place on Saturday, the 5th of September, 2020 at 7.30 a.m. Burial service is on Saturday, 5th September, 2020 at 9 a.m. Thanksgiving service is on the 6th of September, 2020 at 8 a.m. The venue is a Global Dominion Charismatic Center, GDCC at Amrahia, JHS Junction, off Adenta Dodowa Road. Dress code, all white for both days. Children, Florence Oteng Boying, Mrs. Educationist, Bojiasi, Pastor Ato Aqua, Broadcaster, Joy 99.7 FM, Senior Pastor, GDCC, Gifty Nanama Ayivi, Nurse Kofoidia, Deborah Ajua Aqua Apenkro, Educationist Odumasi Krobo, Joanna Grace Aqua. All are cordially invited. That's all for the announcements. We bring you joy on the airwaves. We bring you Joy, lighten up your nights, cool your day, so when you feel love, all you gotta do is turn on the power of your radio, tune in, get your
Taking from the album The Day That's Babyface with the Seven Seas, bringing the time to just about 23 minutes past one o'clock. It's a sunny Wednesday afternoon. Good afternoon to you and welcome to Ignition. I am Sammy Forsen and um, I'm thrilled to be here, you know, this afternoon as always, you know, keeping you company uh, from now to 3 p.m. with some great music. Now, being on Wednesday, you want to look forward to uh, Masterclass with Yao Banafo. He joins me pretty shortly. Um, well, last month was all about taxation And, uh, well, well, today's episode and subsequent ones It would have to do with sales and a whole lot more uh, When he joins us, we'll be talking about exactly what to look forward to on Masterclass for today Right here on Joy 99.7 That's from 1.30 to 2.15 And I bounce back with part two of Ignition all the way to three Look forward to uh, some great music as always right here on Ignition on Joy 99.7. Together with Kenny G, here is uh, Tony Braxton. How could an angel break my heart? It's Joy 99.7 FM.
classic that's Tony Braxton and uh, Kenny G with How Could an Angel Break My Heart. We're still checking out Tony Braxton's brand new album that was released last week, Friday her 10th album. You want to look forward to a track uh, from it a little later uh, before we wrap up the show after 2 o'clock. I started playing you songs from that new album yesterday. We're going to play you one more uh, right here on Ignition. But time to get into Masterclass and after a month of taxation, the focus turns to, of course, sales. Yao Banafu joins me. Yao, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sam. Uh, and uh, you were telling me off air that uh, you went to a wedding and they were playing How Could mm. an Angel Break My Heart? I tell you. I tell you, man. I'm sure that's conversation for another day. Yeah. So uh, the month of uh, September is here and um, I'm told the focus is on sales. Correct. Correct. What are we to look forward to? So essentially, have you always thought of the fact that people in Ghana, in Nigeria, in Gabon, mm. let's say football coaches in these countries, yeah. go to their games wearing... EPL club t-shirts uh-huh. How did they do it? How do they sit in, in Everton mm, And mm. get somebody in in Takrade To wear a shirt Everton, Manchester How do yeah. they do it? Mm. There's something they're doing right That we need to learn The GFA has started this Okay 
Coming has come to stay. Mm. We've talked about tax, but now we need to make some money for Christmas. So we're exactly. going to talk how to sell how to whatever sell. it is you're selling. Okay. Yes. All right. So it definitely, it's a, it's a masterclass to look forward to. The entire month of September is all about sales right here on Masterclass. So if you're ready, get your pens and papers ready and take some new notes because Yao Banafu and his gurus are on, of course, Masterclass. Good afternoon to you, Arteris listeners. It's always super, super exciting to come your way every Wednesday with your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy, Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Clearly, we've entered into yet another month, second day of September 2020. And indeed, we are in the ninth month of the year. Ninth month of the year. Uh, we bring you yet another exciting edition of Masterclass. It certainly feels good to join you again today. And like I was saying just before the show when I was talking to Sami Forson, we've spent some time talking about taxation, the benefits. In fact, last week's show was, was a very good one for me where we learned about some reliefs that we can we can get in our taxation process. We we didn't quite exhaust our conversation. We will definitely bring back Mr. Kofi Frimponkori to, to, to share those thoughts with us. We thank him so much for spending all those weeks with us, giving us some enlightenment on our tax obligations as responsible citizens of the country. And we will bring him back to share some more thoughts with us on some more reliefs. And we found out some very interesting reliefs. Um, for example, I didn't know that if you were married in Ghana, there were tax reliefs that you could you could access. If you had children in Ghana, there were tax reliefs you could access. There were educational. If you had children and they went to school, there were tax reliefs. All of these were shared with us here on the show. But it's time to change the conversation just a little bit. Because, you see, COVID has come to stay. It's not going anywhere. Our lives have changed. We're talking about the new normal. But we need to make some money for Christmas. We need to make some money. Because school fees, you know, already there's a conversation going on about paying school fees for, for our children. Some of them are going back to school the president has spoken some of them are going next year but school fees either you're paying now you're going to pay next year you have to start preparing for it so we need to start being able to sell some of our products and remember this show is about entrepreneurship so what is it that you sell is it a service what is it that you sell is it a product whatever it is that you sell we want to have a conversation today and begin to realign ourselves to coming back to that place where we can make some money if you like and uh, we're joined in the studio today by another wonderful wonderful resource person he'll be telling us a bit more about himself in the next couple of weeks but he's in the person of Mr. Mauli Oklu and uh, a very good afternoon to you, Peldria. If you're listening, special shout out to you. Uh, Mauli is here on the show. Mauli is a sales consultant. He's been there and done that, and he knows everything about sales. He's one of those people you can easily say can sell snow to an Eskimo to sell uh, a mirror to a blind man if you like. But people often confuse the topic of sales with marketing, with branding, with advertising. Very simply put, how do you sell whatever it is that you want to sell? Mauli, you're welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. 
You're welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation because I know that we're going to learn. We're going to go back to sales 101, if you like. It's one of those topics that everybody thinks they know and understand. Yeah. But when it comes to results and output, you find that the boys are separated from the men very easily. <laughs> Let me share some thoughts with you. Zig Ziglar, I mean, very um, influential person. He had some few things to say about sales. And yeah. there was one that really caught my attention, Zig Ziglar and Mary Ash. And this was Zig Ziglar says, I have always maintained that everyone is in sales. Yeah. If the business you are in involves dealing with people, then you, my friend, are in sales. That's what Zig Ziglar had to say. Now, here's what Mary Ash had to say. And this is quite profound yeah. because there's a video I watched, which I will talk about later mm-hmm. on the show, about selling mm-hmm. and, and how, if you understand it properly, you can change your mindset yeah. and do it better. Yes. So Mary, Mary Ash says, Pretend that every single person you meet on the street has a sign around their neck Mm -hmm. which says, make me feel important. Mm -hmm. If you understand this, not only will you succeed in sales, you will succeed in life. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Mary Ash. Yeah. I'll tell you the story and then you can take us away in our conversation because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have you have um, all the all the expert yeah. advice and all of that. So there's a short video I watched. Yes. Um, all credits to whoever put the video together and whoever the resource person was in that video. And he, he was trying to sell, um, let's say, a piece of, not a piece of hair, but a hairstyle yeah. to someone who was going to do their hair because yes. they were going to an event. And I said, I'm going to charge you $5,000 for this hair. Exactly. And he said, I don't have $5,000. I can only pay um, $2,000. Yeah. He says, um, okay, but the hair that you're asking for is worth $5,000. He says, but I can't pay $5,000. I can only pay $2,000. Yeah. He says, okay, that's, that's all right. I mean, I like your structure. You have this kind of face. You have that kind of face. What event are you going to? He says, I'm going to a wedding. He says, is it your wedding? He says, no, it's not my wedding. He says, is your ex going to be there? He says, yes, he's going to be there. He says, do you want him to see that you're looking good? He says, obviously. He says, then it's going to be 5000 And then she paid. Yeah. Now, she, he sort of flipped the whole conversation to a point which the person needed to feel important about. Okay. And so they made the sale. Right. This is just one example, example. of many things. Right. But you understand sales. <laughs> yeah. Take us back to the classroom. Let's have a conversation. We'll get interactive at some point. Okay. Talk to us, Molly. Okay, that's, that's great. And um, once again, thanks for having me. Uh, in the first place, I would like to. You indicated that uh, yes. we can sell uh, snow to an Eskimo. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think those are some of the notions that actually is hurting right. sales as a profession. Mm-hmm. So, what does that really mean? <laughs> Wanting to sell a snow to an Eskimo? <laughs> means that you are in the realm of being a con man. <laughs> you are selling things to me that I don't, I don't need. I don't actually need. And that's not what sales is right, about. Right. And once again, you talked about uh, the fact that uh, we need to talk about sales 101. That's fantastic. People need to make money. Uh, today, I chose the topic um, for the month. I chose the broad topic. And we'll break it down. Uh, building a winning sales organization and define, shape, enlighten, excite, and control. Now, let me give you context with respect to why this topic. Yes, We've been doing a lot of sales activities, and this is also targeted at business owners, 
right? Uh, CEOs, sales leaders who are frustrated, really frustrated. Uh, they are not getting results. They are not meeting targets. Uh, salespeople are not happy. Um, on one occasion, I, I was at the sidelines with some sales guy having lunch, and I asked, would you ever do sales again? And unanimously, they said no. Wow. Right. So it tells you something is broken. So the quick fixes are not enough. So I chose this topic is that a sales succeeds if it is well organized. Mm. Right. It's a machine. I mean, it needs to be well organized and systemized. And that's why I want to talk about this. And we'll look at it. Uh, let me just give uh, our listeners the agenda for the next uh, one month. Please go uh, ahead. So that they can expect uh, something. So today, for instance, which is the first session, we're going to be looking at the overview of what a sales management system is. And uh, I'll talk at, uh, I'll talk about sales strategies that they need to use, which is called the definers. Next week, we'll talk about sales recruitment, training, and coaching. These are the areas and aspects of sales that shapes the behavior, skills, and values of salespeople to deliver. The following, the third week, we'll talk about sales enablement. All the things that enlightens sales activity in an organization. So we'll look at uh, customer insights. We'll look at technology and tools that can make sales organizations efficient and effective. The fourth session will look at leadership and sales compensation, right? Those are key drivers that can drive, make your, your sales team excited or boring or demotivated. And once that happens, nobody generates revenue for you. And then the final session will look at the KPIs that we ought to be measuring as business owners. So that's basically what I intend to do. And I hope that uh, at the end of the session, uh, listeners will take away some nuggets that they can take back to the organizations and then uh, diagnose and then implement some of the ideas. You may not be able to implement all of them, but certainly you'll be able to touch on the low-hanging fruits and deal with them. So before I, I dive deep into today's session, I just want to share a research that was done by a company known as CSO Insights. They specialize in doing sales research. And um, they did a survey of 1,500 companies to find out what makes a sales team successful. So they came up with six points, what they call the anatomy of world-class sales organization. And let me highlight the six points. First is the ability to de develop and retain the right sales team. And the emphasis is on the right sales team. And when we talk about the sales team, I'm talking about salespeople and the sales managers. So there must definitely be a fit for the two. Second issue they talked about is how to optimize your sales process. 
and make sure that it aligns with the buyer's process. And it, it sounds like a very simple thing, but they do recognize, and research after research has shown that companies that do that make more sales and are profitable. The third point they made was had to do with technology and enabling technology in the current environment to make salespeople efficient and effective. Fourth one is ensuring that your sales organization is well informed. In other words, providing the accurate knowledge and that has got to do with sales enablement. Five, aligning the enterprise with the sales organization itself so that they are not seen as outsiders. And then six, is the ability to implement processes and technology to their business, right? So these six pillars, they identified as the anatomy that you need to become a winning sales organization. So having said that, I'll look at today's session. So today's session, we're going to look at how the strategy that we require because first of all we need to define the context in which we want to build our sales organization but before we do that we need to understand the sales management system now the sales management system if well understood will help business owners organizations to to know that there is a causal effect when it comes to all the components of that system so in simple terms this is what it is the sales uh, the the sales management process starts with the the company results a company's results is affected by customer results in other words when the customers are happy right with the products and service when they do repeat purchases and when they become loyal, satisfaction levels are high, then they fuel our success as businesses. Okay. Now, the customer satisfaction, the customer success is dependent on Salesforce activities. So what it means that if our sales people are not competent, do not have the skills, the values, right, the capabilities, then they are actually going to negate all the objectives that we've set for ourselves. Then, apart from the activity, now we need to talk about the salespeople because salespeople bring life to the sales activity. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. Now, uh, what's the profile of salespeople you are employing? And that is one of the biggest issues big, big issues. Are they a fit for what you are selling? It's a question that ought to be answered. And then the salespeople behavior and skills is influenced by what we call the sales effectiveness drivers. Now, the sales effectiveness drivers are all those components, all those things that shape and direct the behavior of salespeople. Without that, you may be working in an ad hoc manner. So having introduced that, let me go to today's 
the session. So what do we mean by sales effectiveness drivers? So these are, are the root cause of progress through the sales activities, through a sales organization. So there are five components. And the first one we are going to look at. So it's the five components that I have broken down in terms of the sessions that we're going to be having for the next five weeks, right? Today's session is sales strategies and the impact it has on sales. So the question to some of our listeners now is, uh, what's your sales strategy? What's your go-to-market strategy? And how is your sales structured? And very often, what I'm going to look at is within our context most of the time. So I'll take the first, the sales strategy as an issue, right? So you start a business or you're already in business, you need to begin to interrogate and ask yourself, am I targeting the right person? It's a good question to ask. Very often I ask potential clients, who are your customers? And my answer, the answer is everybody. Well, everybody is very broad. So it's always important to make your salespeople effective and efficient. You need to be clear about your, who is going to buy your product. Otherwise, it's a waste of time of your salespeople's time, right? So that is one point. The second thing that you need to look at and evaluate is what you sell. Of course, that there isn't much a lot of people can do about it. If you have the product and you have identified who needs that product, then it becomes much more easier for you. However, the biggest issue when it comes to the sales strategy component, it's what I call the sales process. And research upon research has shown that businesses that have sales processes do far better than those who do not have. A recent Harvard Business Review article that was I read indicated that sales organizations that do have a dynamic process which has been systemized, which has been written, right? That's more about between 15 and 20% in sales revenue than their nearest competitors. Now, the irony is that 90% of businesses don't have a sales process. And that is quite interesting. Very often, you ask business people, and they say, well, we have a process. I ask the next question. So, walk me through. Well, it's not written. So, can you imagine the process of producing a show? It's a process. You need to come and do your show prep. You need to test your mics. You need to know the advertising that will go on to your show. All those processes. Otherwise, you will not make it. And this is one area that it's a problem, big, big problem. So there's the need for that sales process. If you don't have one, it is important to, to step back and then look, look at the sales process. Then 
for the first stage, too, you need to look at your go-to-market strategy. What channels are you going to be selling to? Because all these things can impact your the quality of salespeople you recruit, the your sales methodology, and how you structure your sales. So I'll give you an example. If you have a product that has very low margins, right, very, very low margins, your distribution strategy must be very different. Okay, so I'll give you an example. I was working with a group of salespeople some time ago, and we started the, sales, the training, and suddenly I asked one question. What is the margin on your products? And my understanding was that the margins are very, very, very small. Now, these salespeople had been given monthly targets and had been given a certain amount as transportation right to go and prospect for business we sat down and then we broke it down how much will it cost you 200 ghana cities a month how many customers do you need to become profitable as an organization and we worked out the numbers it didn't add up with 200 ghana cities of transportation a week the shortest trip is how many how much by Uber? 30 cities we don't know. Mm-hmm. Then it occurred to them that, well, we can't go along this way and say salespeople should step out. Mm-hmm. So let's rather do an inside sales force where we use the phone to prospect, where we use the phone to qualify. After that, when we know that somebody is ready to buy, then we book those appointments and we go and see the people. So your 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 distribution model needs to be very important. Is it inside sales? Is it going to be filled sales? If it is filled sales, are you selling directly to the customer or you are going to use distributors? That is a question that ought to be answered. If so, are you also going to go the key account route where you have identified certain big important companies that you want to be selling to or individuals you want to be selling to. That is also very, very important. Then we move to your Salesforce design, the size, and and most importantly, the size of your Salesforce. And this is one challenge a lot of sales organizations are facing. They don't know how many salespeople they need say as many as possible and the idea is well let them come you know uh, after month one we'll churn maybe five after month two we'll churn another five after month three survival of the fittest those who are fit will stay because it's an ad hoc we do not know so it's important also for businesses to, as it were, to have a way of working, calculating how many salespeople they need. Otherwise, what you do is that management of the salespeople become a problem. You may attract salespeople who are not effective or who are not even fit for sales. And worst of all, you end up with 
low productivity. Mm. So these are the three areas when it comes to strategy for defining your your sales strategy to start building an organization. Wow, some very insightful insightful thoughts there. I'm sure that it will set us thinking on this conversation on sales. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We're spending time here in the studio with Mauli Oklu, who's telling us about the importance and effectiveness of sales in our organizations, essentially how to build a winning sales organization. We'll be getting interactive in a few minutes. When we do, please pick up that phone, give us a call, ask your questions, share your thoughts. And let's all make this conversation great for our nation, Ghana, and for our entrepreneurs. Mauli, please go ahead. Yeah, so so b- basically, I've just set the agenda mm. for the conversation. Um, what I've done is that I have defined the foundation upon which a sales organization will start building a great sales agenda. agenda. Yeah. One your strategy must be clear, which means you must be clear about your target market, Mm -hmm. your ideal customer profiles, and even to the extent that you must identify clearly the kind of people that your salespeople should be talking to. Mm -hmm. If you are selling in a B2B environment, who are the decision makers? Especially. You understand. You need to identify the various decision uh, makers, the influencers, the subject master aspects, etc. Even if you are a B two B business to consumer, you must be clear as to who I who takes the decision, who influences. And I I typically use an example. Mm-hmm. I hate shopping. Mm. So if I go shopping, when I go shopping with my wife and I see the salesperson all over me, I just smile because <laughs> he, 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 he doesn't understand the, the, the power of influence that the woman holds, right? Mm-hmm. But for certain products who clearly know who influences the, the, the buying, who takes the decision, the, the roles that people play, it helps the salesperson do a better job, right? It's a, you know, the, the point you just made is so, so, so profound. Understanding and knowing who the decision makers are in yeah. every scenario. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll be coming back to that yes. a bit more shortly. But if, you've, if, if you're listening to us, this is Masterclass. Masterclass is brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy, Goyle. Yenara, Yedia. If you have any motor vehicle of any kind, I've got some great, great, great news for you. So Goyle's new super synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 loops are the best engine oils for your vehicle. They are specially engineered engine oils which efficiently work on all your modern petrol and diesel engines. They clean, they protect, they reduce fuel consumption, they prolong oil change intervals, and they enhance your engine performance right from when you start up till when you switch off. So go to any Gold filling station today and grab the new Gold Super Synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 engine oils for superior vehicle performance. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. We're going straight to the phone lines now. Numbers to call 0302216541. That's 0302216541. By all means, pick up that phone and give us a call. You can also send us a comment on 0244340437. That's 0244340437. We're also streaming live on Facebook. 
just go to our, our Facebook page and then you'll be able to watch the show live with us. So by all means, give us that call, 030 or 0244-340-437. Waiting for your phone calls to come through. Let's hear your experience. How are you handling your sales? Obviously, you are in some kind of business. I think I've got Kofi from Tema. Let's talk to Kofi. Good afternoon, Kofi. Yeah, You're welcome to Masterclass. Yeah, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Kofi. Talk to me. Yes. I, I, my, my question has to do with the services sector. Right. When it comes to sales within the services sector, it is very difficult as opposed to the sales of goods. Mm. So it comes in two ways. Number one, you see that there are people who are already established, who already have what you are already doing or the kinds of customers that or clients you want to reach out to. Right. So how do you go about that? Okay. And talking about networking, sometimes it doesn't matter how you network. The people have entrenched positions. They have their people already. Mm. So is there anything like you going behind to give them some offers? Is, is it legal if you <laughs> promise the person give me this and then you get 10% and that's what most people do. So mm. should you also follow suit? And finally, if the first two will not work in your favor, what do you do to penetrate the market in terms of you offering services? Right. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. We'll try and answer that question. Let's hold on to... If you can just take down those questions for me. Um, okay. We'll, okay, yes. We'll just take down those questions and then we'll try and answer answer them. I've got Emmanuel from Kaswa. Let's talk to um, Emmanuel. Good afternoon, Emmanuel. You're welcome to Masterclass. Yeah, good afternoon. Talk to me, Emmanuel. Uh, okay. So um, I just want to find out, um, as a business, uh, in telecommunications, right. in building up your sales team, your digital evolution, 